Hi, I'm Chief Mike Force, and you're listening to the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. Becoming a cop, especially today, isn't easy. Learning how to become one, even more difficult. I'm Officer Tommy Model, and I've been a cop for a decade plus. Grab a warm cup of coffee, open your mind, and take in my free field training. If you have any type of job in the public safety industry, whether you're a cop, a security guard, an EMT, a paramedic, or just the guy that directs traffic on the corner, you're going to want to know, at the very least, how to unload handguns. It could save your life. A few days ago, I was called to the hospital because we had had a motor vehicle collision, and one of the people that was in one of the cars was a security guard, and for whatever reason, the paramagicians that transported her to the hospital had put her on a gurney in quite a hurry, thrown a sheet over her, and not noticed that she had a rather large revolver on her hip, and it's been that they were put off by the fact that she was kind of an elderly lady with curly gray hair, and they didn't really expect when they were looking at her for her to have a pistol. But either way, the hospital called and said that they wanted me to come over and take possession of the security guard's handgun that she had on her. Okay, that's a, a fairly normal request. We normally get it from the fire department, but in this case it was the hospital. So I kind of expected to get there and be handed an unloaded, cleared handgun, and then just take it back to the station and inventory it in, which is our normal procedure. People would normally rather have the police department inventory it in than they would have it in a lockbox with uh, security guards at the hospital. I get there, and it's still in the holster of the security guard, and she's in a hallway in the hospital, her uniform on a back brace. So I talk to her, I explain, hey, I'm going to take this and inventory at the station. The security doesn't want it here. I'm sure you don't want them. Just hang on to it. I gave her a card with the incident number on it from her accident, so that way she'd be able to come back and claim the pistol at the station later. And I took it out of her holster, and I unloaded it, and I went back to the security office to tell them I had gotten the pistol and, and gotten it from her. And I asked the supervisor there, I said, well, you guys have a policy or something against you guys disarming somebody that has a pistol, because I know they're an unarmed department. Some different places have different rules. And he said, no, you know what? Honestly, nobody really knew how to handle a handgun, and so we figured it was better just to leave it on her. I said, well, that's, that doesn't seem really smart. What, uh, nobody here knows how to, how to handle a revolver. It was a normal Smith & Wesson revolver, nothing, nothing really special about it. I said, no, you know what, nobody was confident in it, nobody had, had used a revolver before, so we just figured we'd leave it on her. Better, better to do that than have her try to do it while she was in a back brace or end up somebody getting hurt. And I realized that a lot of places really, really skimp on training for unarmed security guards. They think that being an unarmed security guard means that you don't need to be trained in the same things that a police officer or an armed security guard would be trained in. And I, that's just not true. If you're an unarmed security guard working someplace like a hospital or a public building, there's a really good chance that you're going to run into a gun. If you're loss prevention at a store, there's a really good chance you're going to run into a gun. I've had several instances where people have left handguns in the bathroom of Target or of Sears or of Macy's on the back of a toilet. And loss prevention gets there and sees it. And luckily for me, most of the time, 
they have known the gun and they've unloaded and I've gotten there and they've given it to me to inventory. The hospital, I thought, it's, that's probably not good that you don't know what to do with a handgun on somebody. We get gangbangers that come in there all the time. There's police officers that get hurt all the time. We normally try to take the cop's duty belt off as getting transported to the hospital just so there isn't that issue. But guys have backup guns. Guys have backup guns. They don't tell anybody about where those backup guns are at. The dude's unconscious, comes in, he's got a backup gun on him. That's not the best situation to be in. Today, I want to talk to you about the two most common types, not the only types, but the two most common types of handguns that you're going to find on people, especially nowadays. There's a lot of other different action types, and I think that it behooves you to look into them, but these are the ones that you're going to see the most inside the United States by security guards, cops, or concealed carry permit holders, or gangbangers for that matter. The revolver. And that is easiest to deal with, I think, because they're the easiest to tell if they're unloaded. With most revolvers, they really only have three controls. A trigger, this is what you press to make it go bang. A hammer that can be cocked back to release the trigger at a lighter weight. And the release. This particular one is a Smith & Wesson. You push it forward and you can unlock it. it swings this cylinder out. Push this forward, this little release here. Push it forward and the cylinder unlocks. Push in on the ejector rod and all of the ammunition falls out of it. For revolvers, keep your finger off the trigger, push forward on the cylinder release, push the cylinder out, and push in on the ejector rod. You tilt the barrel up and all the ammunition falls out. And this, the good thing is, you can fairly easily see that the gun is empty because you can see air through all the holes. If you want to make sure that anyone that sees this in the future knows that it's unloaded, two things you can do. One is you can put a pencil through one of the cylinders and set it down. And now it's pretty clear to anybody that sees it that this is unloaded. And the other thing you can do is throw a brightly colored zip tie through one of these. And then if you have to put this into inventory somewhere, it's pretty easy to see. Colts operate with a cylinder release that pulls backward and is in about the same place. Operate with a cylinder release where you push a button. The button, push the button in, slide the cylinder open. Same operation after that. Semi-automatics, you drop the magazine out of the gun. This is what feeds bullets into the top portion of the gun is the magazine. So when you pull the magazine out, it can't feed any more rounds up into the gun. That doesn't mean that the gun's safe now. It's important that you remove the magazine first because it keeps ammunition from continually being fed in when you're trying to unload the gun. In order to clear the top of the gun, you point it in a safe direction. And for my purposes, I have an old vest found in the back of a car about 10 years ago. And you pull the slide back and let whatever round comes out fall out. Then we rack the slide several times to make sure it's open, and then we lock the slide back. So from another angle, we drop the magazine out, lock the slide open. You want to look down inside the gun, put your finger in, make sure there's no ammunition inside this hole here, the chamber, no ammunition down inside the gun. And then to show that this is empty, you can put the ambiguous pencil and then anybody can see that that's not feeding rounds into the chamber anymore. 
doesn't necessarily mean that there's no round stuck in the chamber, but if the gun's not locked all the way forward on a modern pistol, it's not feeding any more rounds in the firing pin back here, can't make it to the primer. Or if you don't have a pencil or don't want to donate a pencil to your local police department, you can also take a zip tie, throw it all the way down the barrel, and then that makes it pretty clear that the gun's clear as well. So that's how to deal with handguns that get found that are later going to have to be inventoried or turned over to the police or locked up for somebody. You want to make them safe? This is how you do it, and this is how you can have them set up for pickup. I'll be right back to provide more free field training. We'll see you guys in a second. Hostage and crisis negotiations are some of the most demanding jobs in law enforcement. I'm Pat Doring, crisis negotiator, and inside my new book, Crisis Cops, you'll learn more about the perspective I and my fellow negotiators experience when it comes to bridge jumpers, a hostage taker, or those who are contemplating suicide. From origin stories from the initial beginnings of hostage crisis negotiations across the country, the art form that it has become today, you'll learn all about it inside of Crisis Cops, the evolution of hostage negotiations in America. Order it now at twoguystalking.com slash crisiscops. That's twoguystalking.com slash crisiscops. A Norse god. A hammer with more power than you can imagine. A rainbow bridge? <laughs> The feature film Thor presented a variety of interesting topics. In particular, the initial appearance of Thor, an alien, one that had been documented inside of human history to be depicted as a Norse god. While it too, like many other feature films from Marvel Studios, achieved greatness and a blockbuster box office, what speed bumps and creative crevasses did Thor overcome to become another foundational building block inside the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Find out now inside the Thor Perspective Review, a complete, detailed, and always educational review of Thor from Marvel Studios. Check it out now at PerspectiveReviews.com. That's PerspectiveReviews.com. Wouldn't it be cool if your advertising could last forever? It can, with perpetual advertising. Here's how it works. Magazine, radio, and television ads are efforts that people might see or hear once, and then they're lost forever. Perpetual advertising provides you with the chance for repeat exposure and replayability weeks, months, even years after it's originally inserted inside a podcast. So even if your advertising is included in a podcast years ago, those efforts are still impactful, providing you with true return on investment, real impact, thanks to perpetual advertising. Are you ready to change the way you and your company or organization advertises? Find out more and launch a unique perpetual advertising effort now by visiting twoguystalking.com forward slash sponsors. The last type of weapon that you might run into that are very common out there, you'll find on a police officer's belt, is a taser. Now, this is the X26P. It operates the same way as the most common taser that's used by police, and that is the X26, the standard one, and one of the more common tasers for security guards, which is the X26C. All three of them use the same cartridge and function in approximately the same way. To make this safe, so that you don't accidentally shoot yourself with it, the first step is to remove the cartridge. You move the cartridge, 
by pushing down on the tabs on both sides of the cartridge on the front of the taser. Clips on, unclips by popping off. So on, off. Now when you do this, you want to make sure you're pointing this in a relatively safe direction because any buildup of static electricity could potentially cause the cartridge to discharge. It wouldn't necessarily shock you, but these come out with a significant amount of force and they're pretty sharp on the end. So just push it on the tabs and the cartridge pops off. So to make it safe, push on tabs, pull the cartridge off, set that to the side. Now just because the cartridge is off does not mean that this thing can't still shock you. In fact, with the cartridge off, it just becomes an enormous stun gun. You can see the two little metal tabs that arc. It'll arc all the way across here if you pull the trigger even with the cartridge off. So in order to make it completely safe, there is, hopefully you can see with the lighting, there's a button on the back and you need to use your nail to push all the way in on it. And then the battery pack comes out of the bottom. Now it's inert. With the battery pack out and the cartridge off, you can turn the safety off on it and pull the trigger and nothing's going to happen. That's making a taser safe. Now having said that, if you should run across something exotic, something you don't recognize, there's a lot of different types of handguns with a lot of different operations out there. You could run into a Makarov or an old Walther PPK or any number of other small handguns that have a heel catch release and not know how to get the magazine out. You could run into one that doesn't have a button here. Instead, it's an H&K or a Walther and it has a paddle. You could run into a whole myriad of handguns. And in those cases, there are entire books written about all different types of handguns and how to unload them. A great one is Jane's. Jane's has the whole book on handguns and it gives the explanation of how to unload them. If you should come across something that's exotic or that you don't recognize and you don't know how to deal with, it is always better to be safe than sorry when dealing with things that launch metal at thousands of feet a second. It's never a bad idea to call in someone that does know what they're doing if you don't. So this isn't an attempt to make fun of or belittle the security guards anywhere that haven't received proper training on things that they should, but I'm trying to present this as a the least you should know type of training. Because even though most of the time we can call in someone that really knows what they're doing and deals in handguns, anyone that's worked in public safety for any period of time knows that oftentimes things become time sensitive when you work in emergencies. The least you should know about unloading handguns, if you're anybody in the public safety industry, if you're an EMT, a paramedic, a security guard, is how to unload common striker-fired or hammer-fired semi-automatic handguns that are set up for American shooters with a push-button magazine release and a standard slide, and how to unload Smith & Wesson and Ruger revolvers, because those are the common types of handguns you're going to run into. I hope that helps you. If you know people who are working in a public safety industry and who do not know how to operate a handgun, please show them this video or find a video or show them yourself how to unload handguns. You don't need to know how to shoot the handgun and you don't need to know how to load the handgun and you don't need to know how to aim the handgun or anything else about handguns to learn how to unload them safely in an emergency. And you never know when that emergency might turn up. 
We've got lots of ideas for podcasts, but we always need more, and we love hearing what the audience would love to hear about. Head on over to GreenfieldTrainingPodcast.com and tell me what questions you have, and we'll make another episode about it. Click on Contact, fill out the quick web form, and let's make some more free field training.